What's up, Internets? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of War Table Podcast. It is me, your host, Dad of War, with my co-host... Uh, I am his co-host. Not Kawaii Boy Girl. Not Kawaii Boy Girl? Who are you, then? I was, a, I was, I was abducted and replaced by aliens. Very well. Well, Mr. Alien... Because that's, that's how it feels these days. Very well. Mr. Alien Kawaii Boy Girl, how you been? How was your week? Really good. Uh, work's been like on and off, but I've had a bit more time to relax because they've been cutting hours here and there. Mm, boo and yay at the same time. You never want to hear that they're cutting hours, but then as you also said, you need more time off. So I'm hey. never, I'm never complaining to be honest Fuck it. with that job. If they if they just cut off a whole day, I would be happy. Hey, very well. Well, I've been fine. My kids are driving me insane as they always do. I mean, in particular, it's just my youngest son. He uh. For the last, I'd say like two weeks, has not liked sleeping much, so it, it's sleep schedule's been all over the place. His, mine, my wife's were just, we, you sleep where you can, and that uh, makes I you tired through the day. Serenity being that bad. No, Serenity was not that bad. She would, st- st- still does, for the most part, sleep completely through the night. She'd have her final bottle and be like, alright, fuck you, see you in the morning, deuces. And I wouldn't see her until the morning. Adam, no. What was it last night, honey? He woke up at 2, 3.30, and like 5, mm-hmm. and then was up for the day at like 7. Mm-hmm. And it's been like basically that same thing, just, you know, replace the 2.30 and start it at midnight and roll it in. Like, uh, what was no, it? No, two nights ago it was 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4, 10, 5, was that two nights ago? Yeah, that was just two, two nights ago. He woke up every hour on the hour starting at midnight. And that's going to bed at 10 o'clock and having multiple naps through the day. He was just like legitimately, I don't want to sleep. So it's, uh, it's been rough. And yet we're still here bringing you content, streaming every night for the most part, and getting shit done. Uh, so speaking of that, we'll roll right into what you've been playing, and I'll start off the same shit with a caveat. Um... Smite, I've been getting really into Smite, playing more Conquest, trying to gear up for the Season 8, because it's going to be a big, a big, biggest change they've had in a long time, from the looks of it, for in like the last two years. Like, the last time they changed Conquest, it was like, more like aesthetics, adding a few new things here and there, but this time, like, they're a major overhaul to that map, and then like, a major over, overhaul into items again. Like, the starting items are completely different. There is no specific item, like, they're all... You can use whatever starter item you want anymore. Like, Mage's Blessing, you could throw it on a Hunter, but you're kind of losing out the power, because it still only gives you magical power. Not anymore. Like, you, it's... They all have magical and physical power and or protections if you go, like, the tankier route. And you don't have to worry about losing out on one thing. You're just basically looking for what the actual starter item does. And the starting item now evolves at level 20 into... Some of them are probably going to be super duper broken, and others are just okay. So the meta is going to have a complete shift, and I'm very much excited for it. And so I've been playing a lot of that. And for you, Kawhi, I have officially beaten Nier Automata. There is no beating Nier. There is no beating Nier. I beat ending A, and it was the most underwhelming... Okay ending of a game I've ever played and I I know you have all the way to E and I know I have to go back and play it so I also need to know does like a lot more change like do I get new bosses do more like combo routes open up like all new like more new stuff or yeah, am I re- new stuff if you're like actually looking around oh. <laughs> like it like who linear game doesn't drop shit in your lap but it's not linear if it was linear I wouldn't have a problem I'm saying it's not a linear it's not like it's not like walking sim it's not like playstation walking simulator where everything's dropped in your lap Exactly. I just want Devil May Cry with weird anime blind girl who isn't actually blind. Do they ever explain that or is that just a design decision? 
Have you a, a I'm pretty, I mean, they only have high heels because Yoko Kara was like, I think high heels are hot. I didn't say, I meant blind, blind, not high, blind. Like, do they ever no, explain why saying, they're doing it? I'm just saying the design of everything is just because. He thinks like, it's cool or hot. High heels, yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's why, that's an explanation. I completely agree with that. I just didn't know if it was like an actual story thing. Like, they cannot see with the eyes that are not shadowed by human whatever i just want to make sure i didn't miss something and it was just they just do it because it, it looks cool yoko toro asked for people to send him porn of his own character i've like, seen I that i think you're getting that much no <laughs> after i beat that you know ending a i did go and you know because google constantly listens to you so literally three videos down into my feed of youtube was 107 facts about near automata from like three years ago i've never looked up a near video in my life so i was like oh, i might as well watch it and that's where i learned well, i always knew that it had multiple endings but then i learned it has a technically literally through z but only a through e are major endings the other one is like you eat a trout and you die and that's like ending g or that's, whatever so i am i'm intrigued yeah, I'm intrigued, and I kind of want to go back through and play it, but at the same time, I was not, I, I don't know how to say it. It wasn't that I wasn't having fun, but as I said, I wish I would have played it when it came out, aka before Devil May Cry 5, because as competent as the combat is, at the same time, I find it really lacking, but as I said, this is years apart, and I played Devil May Cry 5 first and i do as i said i did spend the money so i'd like to get the full thing of it it's just i don't know how much i'll actually crank through before i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna look up endings on youtube um because as i said like i found like three different big swords but the only difference is stats like and i'm thinking as i said it i had the privilege of playing devil may cry or the just not the privilege, the reverse of that, of playing the MC5 first, and I'm like, ooh, a new sword. What can I do with it? Literally the same thing I did with the other sword. It just looks a bit different and hits a little harder. When I was expecting, you know, oh, this is a cool sword. Is this going to be give me the ability to slice through the air and fucking do a cool backflip kick chop? No, that's like through your chips and stuff, which I get, and that's where the um, deepness comes from, I found out. You know, a lot of it is, I did literally find a chip that every time I slash, it would send out a little shockwave and cut him a bit, like, farther away from me, which is cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just not as heavy actual in the combat, and I really, really don't like the shooting. Like, I could really do without the top-down, or hell, just the holding down the trigger. But as I also said, I'm really early, I don't th I didn't do nearly enough side quests. I don't have like anything unlocked. I don't have any of the cool spears that come out of the ground or the hammer ability that I've seen. Like I literally went through the entire game with one single giant sword. Uh, I found a cool looking spear that I switched to. And then the only thing I had for my floating robot was a laser. And then the, the, the tracking thing that's forced on you for the story. So you can find... Uh, 9S, no spoilers if you anyone out there is like me and hasn't played the game yet. At a certain point, you need a tracking thing to find somebody. Um, that's the only things I had in the entire game. And that is my biggest thing of where I will say I do hate. The only thing I really hate about open world games, this one really pissed me off because I was stuck for about 20 minutes. Looking for said character during a mission, there's no actual... There's just a waypoint you kind of have to find your way. Well... I went underground, went through a tunnel, and popped up literally right under the red dot. And that's actually where I found my spear, surprisingly enough. I was like, okay, so maybe he's behind the... No, I searched around for 20 minutes and could not fucking figure out where he was, like where this thing was to get. And I'm literally on... Like, there's nowhere else for me to go. So I eventually pulled up a YouTube video the only time I had to do it in the whole game. So I'll give it that. And there's... I went to a single pipe. A little bit further down is a crevice that you actually go like super far down. And I eventually found my way, but I was stuck. And the game didn't tell me that like there was no elevation difference. It was just 
it looked like I was where I was supposed to be. And without that video, I would have probably just turned off the game and never played again because I was like, I'm here. There is nowhere else for me to go. Like, I can't go any lower and there's nowhere deeper. Like, there's a tree in the way of, like, the little bit of inches on the mini-map. If I go really, really into that, I'm away from this thing. And it turns out I was in the completely fucking wrong area. Like, elevation-wise, like, I was, like, here's the map, right? Here's the surface level. I was here. He was way down here. And there was nowhere in the game to tell me that shit. And I was so mad. That shit was not neat. Fuck that shit. I almost deleted the game right then and there. Legitimately. But other than that, it, it's a competent game, and I understand why a bunch of people like the combat, and I think it will get a bit deeper, but as I said, I had the misfortune, there's the word I'm looking at, of playing a quote-unquote, in my eyes, superior game before this. But I can't say I didn't enjoy my time, and I'll leave it at that. I did have a little bit of fun, not as much as I is expecting the way not only you but uh, many many people talk about it like i was expecting not to like it as much as dmc5 because my personality but i was also expecting to like it a lot more because one you truly like it and then two like a lot of respected journalists i listen to and talk to and video game in the video game industry as a whole say it's like one of the best games of the generation and playing at least through side a i don't see it the story just isn't there for me. It doesn't hit like that. And I assume it's like everything else. Once I complete the rest of the game, it will get there. But I was like, eh. Okay. Adam and Eve were there and ranting about something. And then, like, Pascal's alright. They missed the perfect opportunity to do Adam and Steve in that game. And I'm kind of disappointed about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is a boy. They should have just called him steve like i mean i guess he didn't have any genitalia so he could be an eve i mean they're also robots so i mean it's all a moot point and oh <laughs> this is just me because i just didn't feel like dodging for so damn long but i kept at that final fight right there against eve when he gets the squiggly debris arms i died a whole bunch not gonna lie uh, at the platform jumping part and it got to the point where i just didn't have any more healing items and i was like well it there's no other menu like I, when when i paused there was no like to go load to a save it just paused like a cinematic i'm like i don't i don't feel like doing this without healing items and i i was very upset and I couldn't figure it out, so eventually I just powered through anyway and beat the shit out of him. Like, I died probably like 16 times in a row. And then on that 17th time, I just obliterated him. He didn't touch me once. It was, it was like a, a Demon Souls moment for me, even though it really wasn't that hard. I was just being really, really stubborn. Um, so that's enough ranting about that game. It's not bad by any means, but it, in my opinion, it's also not as fantastic as like the world is championing it to me. And I will keep you updated the further I get into it, because as I said, I would like to finish beating it before January ends, because this is the month of beating shit, so we also need to play Cyberpunk. And on that note, to update you on that, I have played no more Cyberpunk. Legitimately. I just, I played a bit of Nier and some Smite. Between my time and just not really wanting to. But I will soon. Like I'll, I don't think I have that much farther to go to if I really just want to kind of beeline the story. I'm pretty sure I could get it done by next week. So, Kwai, what have you been playing? I've talked long so, enough. I've played a lot of games recently, but not... But none of them for, like, very long. It's the point of the year where I'm just, like, waiting for new stuff. And, uh... Nothing really too interesting to you. <laughs> I'm listening, Kawhi. No, I'm just <laughs> laughing. She wanted to say goodnight and she was worried about ruining the video and she should just give me a kiss and get the fuck out of here. It's okay, we're shit at this anyway. Yeah, it happens. That's what the people come here for. The professionalism. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing some Akiba Strip, Undead, and Undressed. 
uh, played a little bit of Genshin Impact, played some Uno. Uno! Played Skullgirls, played Stalker Shadow Chernobyl. Skullgirls. Like, which one? I, I want to stop you there for a minute. Second Encore. What a, well, first, is it worth it? Like, I've really thought about getting into, like, getting it, because it's a cheap fighting game, but... I mean, if you're good at, if you enjoy fighting games, it's worth it. I'm just not good at it. Fair enough. It's fun, though. Uh, I've been playing some 5D chess of multiverse time travel, Muse Dash. Uh, I've been, there's some other games I've been playing... But they're part of my, uh, they're part of the topic today, so I don't want to mention them. Uh, and one game I played the most of that I absolutely fell in love with was some random ass free visual novel on Steam called Our Life Beginnings and Always. And I was like, I'm gonna check this out and then I'm gonna go to bed. And then I played it for like seven hours straight. Uh, <laughs> I like bought the DLC for it too because it has paid DLC. And I'm just waiting for, like, the DLC for it to come out because it's just really cute. Oh, that's fantastic. You love he you love hearing that. Like, oh, I'm just going to play this random thing, and it just turns out to be fantastic. Can't beat it. Literally, it's free shit. Why not? And when it's good, phew, nothing beats good free shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, really? check out Our Life Beginnings and Always on Steam if you like cute visual novels. Very well. You heard it here first. Go play that shit, if that's the type of shit you like. And speaking of shit that we like, this week we are talking about our 2020 Game of the Year, slash Games of the Year. You know, Honorable mentioned, you can only have one. But, you know, you gotta talk about the rest of them, too, so, you know. We're, we're late to the ball, it's what, January 13th, we're two weeks into 2021, and but, you know, gives I us time to collect our thoughts. Yeah. Except I just remembered we were doing it like 20 minutes before we started this. Who said that? Oh, that's right. I did. I already knew what it was. Let's be honest here. We'll we'll save it. We'll get a few of the other things out. But if you've been here for a while, you know what it is. But you might not know what a few of the other ones are. Especially since some of them are technically old. So we'll start with one right now for me. Very simple. Game's old as balls. Like I think it came out in like 2016, but had a big resurgence for myself. And I just want to give it a shout out. Enter the Gungeon. I fucking love that game. I went from being complete shit and couldn't beat, literally never beat the game. It's been in my download queue, my library, for years since it came out. I'm like, oh, this looks cute. I'll try it. Total ass. Total shit. Picked it up last year because I was out of shit to play and wanted to try something familiar. And I've beat it, like, at least 25 times at this point. Like, I couldn't, I cannot, I couldn't put it down. Just played the shit out of it. If you don't know what it is, it's a top-down isometric roguelike twin-stick shooter. Where you play as a plethora of little cutie villains, uh, like 16-bit animation. And everything in the game enemy wise is something to do with a gun the main little baddies are little bullets the bigger ones are shotgun shells they have sniper ammunition who shoot snipers there's spiders that are also shotguns uh there's snake things there's ammo walls it's crazy and every gun is absolutely insane you got the jut or uh, what's the gun from you have judge dread's gun you have rocket launch you have the gun from um the fifth element, like, there's so many nods to pop culture when it comes to just the guns and then the items that synergize with the guns. Just look up any video of Here synergies. The most important part. What is that? One of the characters has a dog and you can pet it. One of the characters does. The hunter has a dog who have, every once in a while will go into a room after you've killed everybody and dig up a little treasure for you to take, whether it be extra money or a heart to refill your health or something like that. It's... It's an absolutely fantastic game. It's old as balls. So right now, if you've never heard of it, please look up the trailer. Look up some gameplay. It's probably cheap as dirt on PlayStation or Xbox or PC if you're on Steam. Like, all of it. Like, it's old. So if you like roguelikes and you like twin-stick shooters, there isn't one out there better. And that's saying something because 
one of my favorite games of all time, like top 15 games of all time, got kicked for this. It would be Wizard of Legend. I like this better. After actually learning how it works, oh my god. I, mm, it makes me really, really want to play Hades, but we'll get into that later because that's not on my list because I haven't played it. What's one for you, Kwai? Uh, okay, so I'll, I'm just going to give you a shout out. Uh, Pong from 1972. No. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to actually do like a shout out, shout out. I was actually going to just say three games I want to do just take off my list uh games i have played that i did like but i won't be considering it the first one being cyberpunk 2077 with everything surrounding it it feels like i shouldn't count it i'm right there with you it's not i'm it won't be getting a mention for me enjoying my time with it but you fucked up project red you know you did you sent out a letter all that jazz so we'll leave it at that game I'm cutting real quick. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion was really fun, but it's not special. It's just a game. Okay. It's and, just a uh, game. <laughs> I love it. It's not special, it's just a game. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> and Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope, which was... I... It's, it's not good, but... <laughs> I was about to say, I heard this before. It's uh, one of those, it is not good, but you enjoyed your time with it. Yes? No? It's, I like it. I like Little Hope. I like Man of Medan, and I like Until Dawn, because they felt like, they feel like really cheesy, really bad horror movies. And those are my favorite kind of movies. Do I get enjoyment out of it? But, like, yeah, well. objectively, they're not very good. Fair enough. And those were, like, three games that cut me down to, like, five actual, like, games I did love this year before my actual game of the year. So if you want me to just mention one of the games I really loved, I can. Yeah, go ahead, because I think I only have four. Uh, Helltaker, which came out in May 2020, is a puzzle adventure game. Oh, no, I have five. Also a dating sim. <laughs> Very well. Uh, uh, the follows some man called Helltaker who has a dream in which he has a harem of demon girls. And that's really all you need to know. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's it's nice. a really good game. Like it sounds like it. Also, it's also free on Steam, and it's really fun. Very well. Well, you know what? When you said that, I did think of my fifth game, and what a perfect segue from hell straight to hell, because my number five would be Doom Eternal. Love the game. It's fun, but it was just more Doom, which isn't a bad thing. But it had things that make it less doomy in my opinion uh in particular uh the i can't the marauder i think his name was the when the game's so fast paced and about moving and shooting and killing and moving and shooting and killing and making sure you're up to pace and grabbing this armor and grabbing that when you get to an enemy you can't just sit there and kill like i much rather would have had to put every piece of ammunition i have into the guy than literally having to wait to counterattack. Because it slowed down the pace of it so fucking terribly. It was disgusting because once once you knew you were going into a Marauder fight, if there were other demons, you literally just had to ignore him and kill everything else because your timing of trying to counter him would get fucked because another little bullshit demon would kind of like push you out of the way and fuck up your animation. It, it, it just got annoying, so you just... Oh, he's there. Let me forget about him. Kill everything else, and then sit here and wait. Imagine playing a fast-paced Doom. Doom three, gang rise up. Get the fuck out of here. But no, that that's my number five. Good game, but not top top tier. You know what I'm saying? You're next. So this was another game I did really enjoy. Uh, Carrion. 
Mm. Uh, you know, it's a horror video game. I love me some horror, but it also has something I really like. Not only do you play as a monster, which, as someone who really likes watching a thing, I wish more stuff did this way and not like the Among Us way. Uh, but any game where you just play as like the bad guy, because not a lot of games will do that. They'll give you the option to play as a good guy or the bad guy, but never. You are the bad thing. You are the thing in the dark. You you are what go bump in the dark. Because everyone's afraid of being like, oh, justify bad thing. Oh no. Yeah. But. You just play as a gigantic red fucking monster and you kill people. That's very fun. Yeah, I, it, it looks like it's a lot of fun, honestly. I've seen gameplay of it and it just looks gross in, like, the best way. Just lots of splashes and... And I was, smushy. I was really, really sad when this lost uh, Phasmophobia during the Game Awards. Yeah, me too, because even, like... I play neither of them, but... Like, visually, for me, personally, I'd much rather watch someone, like, do a run of carrion than phasmophobia. You know, like, depending on the person, it can be funny. It's a debate for another time. I would say it to you. I thought carrion should have won. Phasmophobia well, is like, just I knew it wasn't an indie game, but best debut game, it was really, really good. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. But everything has to lose. Just like my next game. Getting dropped into fourth place, which... Says a lot about the year, honestly, to me. Spider-Man Miles Morales. What? Spooderman? How could Spooderman not be top three? Last time Spooderman was out, it was number two. For me personally. And that was a crazy stacked year also. Um, And sadly, it isn't even about the length. Like, yeah, it was a shorter game, but I knew what I was getting into. And I absolutely adored it. I thought the story was fantastic. Miles is great. They differentiated enough from peter gameplay wise also that it did feel like its own game and props to it the story was endearing the characters were great and i had a fun time doing it it's just these next three games were better for me this year yeah i mean it's spider-man what else did i say it's spider-man with yellow lightning powers just punch people with lightning, they go flying. It's fantastic. It's so much fun. If you have a PS5, I urge you to play it. If you don't have a PS5, I still honestly urge you to play it on your PS4 if you have one. If you're an Xbox person or a PC person, sorry. I mean, maybe in time you'll be able to do it, but it's it's a fun game. It really, really is. On to number three. Or would you like me to go right into my number three? I mean... Technically, this is my four, because I had six. You thought you said you had five! No, because, like, I... No, because, uh... I cut it down. I had, like... I, yeah, I started with five. Oh, yeah. I'm... I, <laughs> my head hurts. You're fine. Do whatever number you uh, feel. Just know that I have three left. Oh, yeah, see, my number one is Game of the Year. See, that's... It's fine, though. We're good. We're good. Just continue. Okay, so, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, I don't remember a lot <laughs> about it, because it was released all the way back in April. Long time ago. Yeah. But... I shouldn't have to explain it, because it's basically just Final Fantasy VII. I'm about to say, isn't it, like, Obvi exactly up until the end, basically? Uh, well, there's bits that are different. Hmm. But I just want to mention that this game was worth the entire $60 I spent on it just for the fucking cross-dressing cloud fucking rhythm <laughs> minigame shit. That was $60 well spent. Uh, the rest of the game is okay. The combat felt weird. Because I wasn't used to it. Like, real-time... The real-time action mixed with, like... The... You only have a certain amount of time to do stuff still just feels really weird. 
Okay. Wasn't there also like a mode where you could make it just straight up turn based and it would just stay looking all actiony yeah, for you? Yeah, I didn't use it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, the it you had like some uh, you know side quests that didn't really mean much but were kind of fun to do. Uh, I just kind of stopped doing them after a while because I just got bored and wanted to finish it. <laughs> like it's a really good game. I just got. I did, uh, I did get bored though. To, from a lot of other people besides you, I hear it's as pretty as it was and as much detail as they put in, from the sounds of it, there were also like, for a better analogy, lack of another analogy, a lot of long hallways with nothing in it. Well, yeah. like when the, <laughs> uh, when the game was actually going, I enjoyed it like during the story. But, like, everything else, I was just bored of my fucking mind. Which, I'm glad it wasn't Persona-like, or else I would have never finished it at that rate. <laughs> Very well. Speaking of... Uh, oh, no. Just, I just want to say, just because I still haven't finished Persona 5, because I'm just too fucking bored. Like, when, per just like Final Fantasy 7 and Persona 5, when they're both going... They're really goddamn good, but all the fucking filler just burns me out too fast. Absolutely terrible. Speaking of Persona and long ass games, my game, my third, my number three for the year is Ghost of Tsushima. Another long ass game. <laughs> Thought I was gonna say something else, didn't you? Didn't you? Got him. <laughs> but no, really, I enjoyed that game. Combat's fantastic. It is absolutely beautiful. It is a stunning looking game. So colorful. Jin Sakai is a great character. Like, the, the, this is the great thing about coming into talking about games from last year and our takes on them because if you're here and you know about video games, you know what it is. You heard about fucking Ghost of Tsushima. Um, so I'll sit here and, even though it's my number three, tell you the things I didn't like about the game. I feel that it ran a little too long in the tooth for me. Uh, this is more of a me problem, but, you know, I am trying to, tried, I don't know if I'll get back to it, to platinum the game and got burned out really, really, really quick trying to find the bullshit. Uh, like all the fox dens, I was missing one for like 10 hours just because I it just didn't pop for me. Like, there's a specific single NPC that I didn't talk to in some hot spring somewhere, so I didn't get it. And I had to look that up. Same concept as near, like, I don't need it to be spoon fed to me, but I don't need it to also be so fucking obscure that I have to look up a guide for a single thing. Um, as fun as the combat was. The combat, let me rephrase. The action combat was fantastic. The stealth was pretty lackluster for me. Um, I mean, I know a lot of games, like Assassin's Creed is also pretty critical of this. Like, stealth is okay up until you make, like, the literal, like, smallest minor mistake. And, or, more often than not, the game just, like, hey, you're up on that mountain. The guy at the very bottom foot of it and across the valley a little bit just spotted you for no reason so now everyone in the entire fucking area knows you're there so you might as well just jump down and kill everybody and for a game that you start as a samurai trying to cut people and then really really want you to be a ninja basically they make it really really hard for you to be a ninja so that kind of bothered me um the fast traveling was there and it was quick and it was nice Loading times were a bit much. Uh, this was in a recent... Pa by recent, I mean actually a while ago. Um, not having a loadout. They do now, so this is a moot point. But back when I was playing it, they didn't. So having, like... I wanted to be an archer for the most part when I was in combat and pick people off. But when I first went in, I wanted to be a ninja. Well, I had to specifically go in, change out every single piece. There's only three, but still change out the three pieces of armor and then go through and change out my basically perk points. Uh, you know, do three more ranged attack damage and change that for being able to be in stealth after killing a person a little bit longer. And after like the third time of doing it, I'm like, I'm, 
I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to be a fucking bow guy and just said, fuck the ninja arm and just literally rode into every camp just shooting motherfuckers in the face with an arrow. And then when I ran out of arrows, jumped down and sliced them up. Uh, so it, even though I just sounded very, very negative about the game, I did very much enjoy it. It was a fantastic game. If you own a PlayStation console of any kind, I highly suggest you play it if you like Assassin's Creed because I said it once and I'll say it a hundred more times. I haven't played Valhalla yet, so I can't say this with certainty, but without including Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima is the best Assassin's Creed game ever made. To you, good sir. So, the next game on my list, uh, at my number two and or three spot, depending on how we're considering this, is uh, Tell Me Why. Hmm. Which, the more... I, I did play it a bit again and I think to date it might actually be my favorite episodic you know game of all time even over the first Life is Strange and this is that's the same company right Don't Nod yeah Don't Nod okay like I still do love the first Life is Strange but like the year the year is just the Fucking slang does not age well, like, <laughs> you can go back and play a game from the 90s and feel less out of place than playing a game in 2015. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, it happens. This, we move so fast. Every month now is like a different, it was like an entire year, basically how fast like shit like moves because like the internet age yeah yeah for real especially in 2020 like 2020 was 10 years in itself like it was so goddamn long so long dog's freaking out now has been pretty good they made life is strange with a vampire which was good for the most part uh, Life is, and then Life is Strange 2 was like really bad. So I was, I wasn't sure what, tell me why it was going to turn out, but I ended up loving it. And if uh, the next two games didn't come out, it would be my game of the year. It is just that good. Hey, I'm glad. Well, because I know you, I remember talking with you, and you were worried, especially after how much you did not like uh, Life is Strange Two. You're like, I, I don't know if they got it anymore, and I was like, I hope they do. So I'm glad to hear that they did. Can't complain. I mean, you can complain, but you know, most people can't complain. Is that all? All I have to say with Tell Me Why, I don't really want to spoil it because there's a lot of important stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. That's that. It's definitely a type of game where you can't, uh, you can't. If you say too much, you might as well just say everything, which uh, you you don't want to do because people. So there's a lot of people out there like me who sleep on a lot of games, and then they're like four years later, like, oh, I hear this is fantastic. I might as well play it now. Yeah, but if the next one's gonna be your just like nope it, it's my number two okay which is what i snaked you people last time persona 5 royal baby gotta love it it was absolutely fantastic if my number one didn't come out it would be my game of the year uh if you play persona 5 original i'm sorry you got cheated because persona 5 royal is literally that much better it really fucking is just the quality of life changes to combat and the way you can traverse um, how battles work. It's fantastic. It just hands over fist fucking better just with those minor changes, let alone that they give you a whole nother semester, a few more characters to work with, and a whole new palace that changed the ending of the game for all the better. I really did not think Persona 5 Royal would be that much different than Persona 5, but it really was. It was completely worth it. I really still think about it to this day. I act, I platinum it. First run through, I platinum that game. 
I still want to go back. It was 130 hours. I want to play it again. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. I'm having that same weird thought process in my head that you do with uh, Fire Emblem. I just feel like playing fucking Persona 5. <laughs> Royal specifically, but... And there's a stupid part of myself in the back of my head who's like, well, you're really, really, really close to being done and platinuming Persona 5 original. So if I, you are going to play that, you should go do your third playthrough there, or your four, technically fourth playthrough there, so you can have both platinums, which I think I might do. But yeah, um, as a, back to the point. Persona 4 Royal is fucking fantastic. I know that they are giving you Persona 5. If you're a PS5 owner out there and you have the game, you know, games, well, I don't know what the fuck they're calling it, game library, PS4 game library, there's a fuck ton of free games, Persona 5 is on there. I would urge you to say fuck that, spend the little bit of extra money, not little bit, if you want to play it in general and it's free there, I urge you to wait till Persona 5 Royal goes on sale and try to catch it on a deal because it really is the definitive way to play that game. I can, there is nothing in my mind to tell you as a first time Persona 5, like going into Persona 5 the first time, to go play the original, free or not. Royal is the game to play. It is just that much better, in my opinion. I absolutely loved it. Style was fantastic. Same thing as... It is literally just Persona 5, but better. The style's fantastic. The music is amazing. The characters are fucking... Oh, I, I can't praise this game enough. It is my third favorite game of all time. Just period. I absolutely fucking love that game. And it makes me very, 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 very excited to see where Atlas goes next. And I really hope that... Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 on the Switch coming this year. It, it just it gives me so much hope that that game's going to be fucking fantastic because before Persona 5 slash Royal came out, Nocturne was my favorite, which is another game I'm very excited to coming out again. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Atlas. Fucking, you know, you know how to tickle me, baby. You know how to tickle me. You make all the good shit. All the good shit. Mm. That's my number two. You do indeed make shit. Fuck out of here. Make better games than Final Fantasy. If you want those views, you want that hot take, go listen to our hot take episode a few a little while back and you'll hear it there. But what's your number one, two, nine? Forty? Uh, well this is technically my number two, yeah. This is a game I really, really wish any other year this would probably be my game of the year, but something came out that I thought was a little bit better. But this is a game I did have so much fun playing, and it's Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Mm. I really, really, really wish this could be my game of the year. It's almost breaking my heart that it isn't, but... <laughs> That's the um, second Zelda Musou game, right? Yeah, the second Dynasty Warriors Zelda game. That's the Great War before Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Uh, so, like, the first Hyrule Warriors was set in its own separate universe, so it's its own timeline. Age of Calamity uh, just takes place a hundred years, you know, before Breath of the Wild during the Great Calamity. Okay. Very well. If you are if you've lived under a rock for the last thirty years, I'm just for the premise of people. A Dynasty Warrior games is you're a single person running around a field, slashing and beating the shit out of like thousands of little minion people for like twenty minutes per match. And that's really about it. If you somehow didn't know, continue. So, I apologize. Like the first Hyrule Warriors, kind of like. A Dynasty Warrior game with Zelda characters. Fire Emblem Warriors was just Dynasty Warriors with Fire Emblem characters. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity actually takes the funnest part, like the funnest abilities from Breath of the Wild, like, and actually mixes it with it. So it's not like the Dynasty Warriors with like. Uh, Zelda slapped on it. It's the best of both, 
just Axiom mixed together. So it's like an actual combination of um, yeah. products instead of just, as you said, here's Warriors. There's Fire Emblem characters play the same game. This is actually its own thing, it, its own entity. It, it's, yeah, it feels like it stands out enough. That make that's that's really good to hear because that makes me very excited for the Persona Warriors game. <laughs> to hear that, directors. yeah, that this one's so much different and you know it's its own thing. It's not just Dynasty Warriors with Zelda in it. It's it is that, but you know it takes. I, I've seen some gameplay. You can use the magnet stuff from Breath of the Wild. You can still ride the Lionels, all that jazz, which is cool. Like it looks like a bunch of fun, and it just makes me oh so excited for the Persona version. And like the story is, you know, it's funny. Going back to your hot takes, you know, we brought it up. You actually said Breath of the Wild is a good game, but not a good Zelda game. I actually saw someone else with that opinion when I was scrolling through TikTok. And he really? acted like he was the only one who had that opinion. So I just thought that'd be funny to bring up real quick. Very well. Glad I'm not the only one out there with some sense. <laughs> it's true. But it's true. What I what I especially love about this game is uh, like it shows you you know sides of the characters you didn't exactly get to see because in Breath of the Wild you were just kind of Link. Yeah. The, the extent was, hey, I'm the flying guy who kind of helped you a hundred years ago, so here's a flying power. Hey, I was the lava dude, so here, now you can't be hurt by fire. Hey, I was the strong girl, so when we were together, I helped you get real strong, so here's the ability to pick up a boulder. And you know, and I'm I'm the water princess. So when I we were together, I gave you the ability to breathe underwater. So now here's the ability to breathe underwater again for forty seconds or some crazy shit like that. It was just they were they were the weapons that you would have gotten a normal Zelda game, like the abilities. They weren't actual characters. They were they just plot devices to why Link could now do said thing. So this isn't exactly explaining that explaining that it's called. Age of Calamity, so you kind of know what you're getting into, but when the Calamity hits, the mission, the two missions after that are, like, probably my favorite, like, uh, one of them has my favorite cutscene in all of video game history, so. Oh, well, very it's damn well. It's definitely not a game I'll be forgetting anytime soon. And well, that's something awesome. I really would like to go through in 100%, which I still need to do. Very well. Very fucking well. So, on that note, I know we're having fun with the technicalities, but how many games do you actually still have? Do you only have one, or do you have two I'm more? On, I'm on my game of the year now. Okay, so we were we were on the same page, just wording it differently, because I also yeah. still have my first. So, let's just get to it. My game of the year, if you're new here, I mean, it's like everywhere else in the fucking world. If you're not new here, you already know. It's Last of Us Part 2. Oh, he's a Sony pony, everyone. I don't care. That game was fucking fantastic. If it wasn't... If Last of Us Part 2 came out on Xbox, it would still be my game of the year. Like, it's just, it's fucking fantastic. It, yes. Throughout all the controversy and yada, 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 they killed... Spoiler alert for part two, because at this point you either loved it and beat the shit out of the game, or you've already heard this two months before the game came out and said, fuck this game, it's terrible. So I'll give you it to the count of five, four, three, two, one, zero. Spoiler time. They killed Joel and everyone lost their fucking mind. Like he was Joel such a boy. good person. Joel is the bad guy. I love Joel. He is literally the bad guy of the story of, no, of part one. So he he totally got what he deserved. In a sense. I agree it was terribly brutal and over the top and it was a shock. He's the bad guy. I don't think he's the good guy, but he's not the bad guy. Morally ambiguous, sure. But in the grand scheme of the world, he is the bad guy. He took the possible only cure mankind could ever have. 
and just said, fuck it, it's mine. Out of love, and I to- as a father, I absolutely agree. I did the same thing, and I would be the bad guy. If anyone, for any reason, tried to hurt my daughter, regardless of saving the world, I'm going to shoot and kill them. So I completely understand. It doesn't make him a good guy. Not even close. Yeah, but, but it doesn't make, I don't think it makes him a bad guy. It does. I, I'm not it saying he d- didn't deserve what happened to him, but I don't think he's a bad guy. He killed off the world more and often than not. If like the world was already killed off. True, but they could have brought it back. Possibly. Could Argument they? if it would have worked, that's the other thing you about it. Like they could have killed him. Exactly. I mean we could debate this all day. It goes back to the fact Joel was killed and people heard about that and just said, Fuck it, the game's gonna be trash. I can't believe they did it without giving it a chance. I trusted them. After part one and everything else they've done, I gave it that chance, and I'm so fucking glad I did. I stayed away from the spoilers. I just assumed that it was Joel dying because people wouldn't... It was either Joel or Ellie going to die. And through all the promotion, I knew it wasn't going to be Ellie because you're playing as her through the entire game. So it was more than likely going to be Joel. I wasn't expecting it to be as brutal as it was. And I wasn't expecting it to be as quick as it was. But I was expecting it. Completely justifiable. Seen it kind of coming. Took it with stride. Still made me cry. Still made me cringe. And it is still better than part one. Period. The story is just as good. So that makes it better. It's beautiful. It plays profoundly well. And the whole... The agenda thing that's surrounding it about trans and... uh, Abby being so buff and so masculine that she's also meant to be trans, but she's in love with a guy. Doesn't, like, Abby, like, actually, like, get sort of smaller throughout the game after she kills Joel? No. No, no. she, like, debuffs a little bit. No, she stays buff through the entire game until the end fight where she was... More spoil. I already gave you your spoiler warning. At the very end of the game, when you fight her as Ellie, when you find her in sand, wherever she's, she's smaller than she's as small as Ellie because she's been deprived of everything. She was at that work camp, so she was really, really small at the end of the game. But no, through the rest of the normal game, she stays super fucking buff because it's only like two months, like total time frame. I think it is two to like four months of. Her killing Joel and then the three days of Seattle. You know, so no, she stays buff the entire time. Until, as I said, the end where she gets captured and all that jazz. I I disagree with all the everything, get all the trans and stuff getting pushed in your face. I barely seen it. Um, if it offended you, I'm sorry you're so little minded, uh, to be honest. Like, I'm not, it's 2020, I'm, 2021 at this point. Like, I'm just going to be fucking honest. If you. If that shit offends you, you're on the wrong planet. I get it. It's a bit much here and there, depending on how you feel, but we're all people. And you're pushing the fact that there's a trans person and or people in a game subtly so hard that you make people think that it's being shoved in their face when they're just reading your article and it's really not and you just come off as a bigot and Fuck you. I said it. Fuck it. That's how I feel. Anyway, back to the fucking game. It's fantastic. It's just fantastic. I can't say it enough. I praise it up and fucking down. It's not perfect. You have your bugs. Um, It falls under the same category as every other stealth game. At least for me. Every once in a while, just someone fucking sees you for no apparent reason. But that's whatever. It's a game. No game is perfect. My favorite game of all time isn't even perfect. So, I mean... My game, my favorite of all time was perfect. Get the fuck out of here. You wish it was perfect, okay? It, it's just... Story-wise, people were upset that it's just revenge is bad, revenge is bad. And don't see the subtlety that they put into every other little detail, just like they did in the first game. Every time Ellie picks up a guitar and goes into a flashback, you see how much she regrets and hates herself for not spending more time with Joel because of what he did. Just like in the first game, there's a very subtle part in the very beginning where Joel, like, Ellie does, she just saved his life, and they're walking across their bridge, 
and he looks at her a little bit different, and then he looks down at his broken watch and touches it. And people miss the whole fact of, he looks at it like, oh, that's something my daughter would have did. That's why he touches the watch. Like, it's, there's so many subtle little things like that plastered all throughout this game that just make it absolutely fantastic. And I, as, once again, I beat it immediately went through played it a second time and platinumed it and i want to play it again i might not even wait because for the last literal what what year is it 2021 so seven eight years besides nope i did it last year too so for the last eight seven years because we're in for the last seven years every october i would play last of us you know my halloween game starting this year i think i'm gonna go last of us straight into last of us part two and make that my yearly thing but it's so much in my head ingrained in me right now i'm thinking about it so often i'm legitimately don't want to wait till october to play it again and i just fucking played it so the sony pony speaketh up again if you own a playstation console and you haven't played last of us and your biggest gripe is the whole thing about joel dying you are doing yourself a great great fucking injustice by not at least giving it a chance it is a fantastic game and i cannot recommend it enough unless you don't like shooting games and then that's not for you and the game is also not for everybody you know so if, if you have other opinions about it and even if you do feel that the trans phobia or you're transphobic in the game has them in there and that's the reason why you don't want to play I know I said fuck you and you're a bigot and I still stand by it a little, but I mean, that's how you feel as a person too, so I get it, but... But also fuck you. But yeah, also fuck you. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, if that's how you were raised and grow up or how you feel, that's you. But still fuck you, like... It's so hard not to offend one way or the other, but... One way is just trying to live life and the other is just kind of being an asshole, so... Huh. Fair enough. But that is my 2020 game of the year. Last of Us Part 2. Fantastic game. Go out and play it. Please and thank you. So, uh, now that, now that we're done with your golfing simulator, uh... <laughs> That's fucked up. That's a deep cut. Or a deep uh, swing. But, uh, my game of the year is something that came out in March. So it's managed to stay in my game of the year for like a while. And if you remember our first podcast episode of our best game of all time, you might remember it knocking near Automata out of my second place spot. It's one step from Eden. One step from Eden. I do remember the Mega Man Battle Network. 2020 edition game well it doesn't have a story what makes it better than last of us part two which only has two characters you play as this oh has God. nine characters you can play as the fuck out of here okay but like it it recently got an update so i don't know how correct like the numbers are but i remember there being there's still definitely over 200 spells because that hasn't changed and there's you know, oh, like a shit ton of items you can get to like buff or give you a bunch of effects. But yeah, nine different characters. You got like the you know procedural, procedurally generated stuff, so nothing is like ever really the same. Which is one thing I really do like. You know, it's a roguelike game, but it's different enough that you know you got Gungeon, you got Binding of Isaac, like. You got Wizard of Legend, well, those are all, like, you know, they're all bullet hells, I'd say. Yeah, for the most part. Especially uh, well, Gungeon and Isaac. Well, once something can be bullet hell e, it is very creative how it handles it with uh, the deck building aspect. Yeah, after you show me the trailer, it does look uh, 
it looks fucking insane. Like, once it got close to the end of the trailer and she was zip, zip, zapping up and down on this grid, I was like, I don't even understand what the if, if she's actually dodging or not. I was lost in the fucking sauce. That shit looks crazy. And even if you run out of shit to do, it's on Steam, and it has Steam Workshop, so you can... They, it has a very good modding community as well, so... If you want, if you're bored with nine characters, you can always download another one or download more spells. The question is, like, has someone modded in Devil May Cry, Dante, and Virgil yet? Maybe. I don't know. I've actually been on the workshop for a while. But the only sad thing about One Step from Eden as well, it is such a good fucking game. I think it looks... Like, yeah, I think it looks a lot harder to approach than something like Hades, which is why I think it didn't had hadn't blown up this year. I, I I agree. As I said, after watching the trailer, it it looks um it, it looks rough. It it looks like if you don't feel like really dedicating yourself to it, you're not gonna have a good time. Whereas and I mean that can be said about any roguelike, like as I said, it took me forever to get into Enter the Gungeon, but it's still, like, something I know. I've played twin-stick shooters before. The grid thing really is throwing me off. Like, it, everything you're sound, saying sounds fantastic, but as, when I looked at that trailer, I was like, oof. Well, like, I don't just know. like any roguelike. The only roguelike I'll say is as hard as it looks is, like, Darkest Dungeon. And Darkest Dungeon is probably harder than it looks. Oh, yeah. But One Step from Eden is, like, the difficulty, you know, gets up there, but it, it, like, I don't like being challenged, but <laughs> this game just did something to me, like. It challenged it, you the right way. Yeah. It felt a lot more rewarding. Like, a lot of people like this with Dark Souls, like, they get their shit kicked in, and then they finally do it, you know, they kill the boss and feel rewarded, and that's how it, that's how it felt with me. Very well, very well, very well. Alright. And, yes. on top of that, it also has the best soundtrack of the year, so, every song on there is a fucking banger. I'll let you have it, because I actually haven't heard it, so I can't contend it. I don't know if it's better than Dooms, so. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I, there it is, baby. Uh, a few more quick, quick shout-outs, literal shout-outs, just names, because um, I totally forgot about them. Uh, Astro's Playroom, fantastic, easily the best demo ever made. Uh, Animal Crossing, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And, uh, you can't shout that out. Oh my god, was it 2019? Yeah. Oh my god, okay, Isle of Armor and whatnot, it actually got me back in. Crown Tundra, I enjoyed it. So DLCs, uh, and, um... Iceborne came out on Windows in 2020, I'm shouting that out. There you go, Iceborne, baby. And, uh, for the first time in a long time, another game I've also been playing, but I talked about last week. Call of Duty Cold War, uh... Very much enjoying it, surprisingly. Like, I'm still consistently playing it and, for the most part, having fun. So, there's that. It's, uh, it was another thing that kept me going last year and still into this year. So, can't complain. Uh, if you're here live, which doesn't look like there's many of you, but it don't matter because there is some of you. Thanks for chilling with us. Much appreciated. I hope you like this format. Um, we'll do, I'll be doing it every time now every wednesday just expect me to be on and starting with this and roll into a few a little bit of games here in a minute um as far as next week goes you'll just have to look at what it is in the title because i'm actually not sure but best believe we will be back because i said it and i meant it unless something goes wrong with my children i will be here giving you a podcast every wednesday unless i actually can't but there will be no more I'm tired. I don't feel well. I, it, I'll be here, damn it. Unless Kawhi also can't make it, then we, then we might have to switch uh, to I a mean, Thursday. I am vacation, but I will try to. I will still try to make it. Yes, there might be a few vacations in the summer and whatnot. We'll 
when we come to that, it'll be you will know. But the prior the the other week the prior week like if he is going on vacation next week I would tell you right now that there won't be a podcast unless I can find a replacement to replace you know but that type of deal like if I'm going on vacation if Kawhi still wants to do it and he can find someone he can very well do it but you know I will tell you the week prior like hey me and the wife and the kids are going to Montauk for the fucking weekend we'll be back I'll miss her in that weekend for the week in the summer so I won't be here to do it and then you'll know and you won't be like oh he's not here what happened I want to be more consistent and when I'm not here I want to be able to consistently tell you that I'm not going to be here for this and that reason so um I've been really good with at least staying on um when it comes to telling you and actually just straight being here I just need to be better now about the whole social media side of it which I'm still bad at um reason why there might not be a lot of people in chat with whoever is in chat is because i didn't do the best thing of promoting this but guess what i'm gonna real do a real real good job this week to promote this video which you are hopefully watching on youtube if you're not here live and then hopefully if you are seeing this on youtube you'll show up next week and or tomorrow if you're watching this next tuesday um to the live stream version of this and if not, I hope you continue to see it on YouTube. And please like, comment, and subscribe. It means a lot to me. Um, I read every comment. And, you know, everything gets me into that YouTube algorithm to make more people available to this content that I am trying to bring. Uh, you can follow me at Dad of War with a zero on Twitter. Um, it's twitch.tv slash Dad of War. And if you're listening to a podcast service, it's just dad of war or war table that you type in and you found it so here you are and if you're on youtube you've already found it but if you are an audio listener or anywhere else i'm at youtube.com slash dad of war where you can find me all of which is a zero for the of so d-a-d zero f w-a-r and uh that's where you can find me and as far as my partner over here Kawhi boy girl you can find him you can find me on twitch at why boy girl where i should be hopefully doing pokemon singles ranked until i hit master ball Ooh, you can tell me that that should and will be very interesting hope you all had a great time and we'll catch y'all next week deuces